You are listening to the OHA Stay Connected podcast, bringing you stories from our amazing alumni to keep you connected no matter where you are. And now, please welcome your host, Haley Denny, Development and Alumni Manager at Halebury. Welcome listeners, and I hope you're all having a great day. I'm joined today by Christina Hawawissa, class of 2015, who will be sharing her story on closing a business, dealing with depression, and coming out on top through a new adventure. Welcome, Christina. How are you? Hi, good, Haley. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm really well, thank you. Um, I'm going to dive straight into it, if that's okay with you, starting with your first business which was Rossa Rossa the label. Tell us a little bit about the journey. What did you love? What did you find challenging? And what learnings will you take into your new business? So when starting Rosa Rosa, one of my main goals was to transform kind of the perception of the fashion industry because previously I was working in kind of a typical Devil's Wears Prada fashion scene. Um, so I decided that clothing didn't have to be this way. Um, so when I first started Rosa Rosa, I was excited. I was exhausted from working <laughs> so much, but I was excited because it was new. Um, I loved learning a lot along the way and kind of leading my life doing what I loved rather than what I was supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, of course, it was challenging. Um, probably the most, the biggest challenge was from a financial point of view because fashion is kind of notoriously hard to make money off, mm. um, especially being Australian made. Um, and also from a workload point of workload point of view because I was doing absolutely everything um you know sleep was a little bit of a foreign concept to me at times but also because I was so excited and I was absolutely loving what I was doing that all didn't matter as much Mm. um but I really learned a lot along the way it's kind of hard to put into words what I learned because there's so many things um and because I was working on all different aspects of the business from pattern making to marketing to finance to I don't even know what I did obviously I packed all the orders like I did everything so there's just all of those little things that I learned that I can really um, take forward and improve in my next business Um, but I think I realized that when your heart's actually really in it you can do anything as long as you want to do it not because you have to do it. Yeah that's really really interesting. Um, I mean, as a Rossa Rossa client myself, I was, of course, saddened to hear the news of the closure. But what took me by surprise the most was when you actually opened up to your clients through social media, um, announcing and sharing how your battle with depression played a part. Now, that was incredibly brave of you to do. And I remember hitting pause on the Instagram story to take it all in. Um, When did you first know that something wasn't right? (laughs) <laughs> that was so scary when I did that. <laughs> um, but I first knew something wasn't right, um, I would say probably in about March last year. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a bit um, late in the works, but basically I realised that I was just kind of shaking 24-7. Wow. Um, I was kind of so disconnected from myself that I really suppressed my thoughts and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I would know what was going on with myself, but... I just completely blocked it all out because looking back, it was obviously a bit too much. Mm. But, um, yeah, my anxiety was running wild. Um, I was just uncontrollably shaking like a little leaf. Um, But I think one day my mum came over um, to check on me. Um, She just had like a bit of an intuitive kind of, I need to go check on my daughter. Yes, And I'm glad that she, yeah, sometimes they just know when they need to be there. (laughs) 
Um, but she came over and I remember I was just shaking a lot and my house was a mess and I was all flustered. Mm. Um, and then as soon as I left, I was like, okay, this isn't a normal way to be living. Like, mm. I think something's a little bit wrong here. Yeah, that's, that's full on. That, that must have been quite scary. Um, what, what steps did you take to begin to unpack those feelings and, and obviously deal with them head on? Did you seek professional support or were there other mes- methods that you applied? Okay, so this was a little bit of a long process for me because I didn't really get help for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was lockdown, you know, things weren't as accessible for me um, and also other people needed it more. Um, I always think that other people need it more, even if they don't. But when you're in that state of mind, you kind of don't realise how bad you are until you're on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my situation, I kind of think that things had to get worse before they got better. Um, and to be honest, yeah, I didn't really realise how bad I was until I started getting that proper help. Yeah, right. um, but my fiancé, Robbie, was kind of my sole emotional support. We're just so lucky that we've always had a great relationship and can lean on each other for absolutely everything. And he knows me better than I know myself, which <laughs> <laughs> I think I needed last year because I was just like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. Um, but, yeah, so that was really helpful. He was there, you know, every night no matter what I needed. Um, but it was only because he um, – I was kind of expecting that emotional dip to last the period of lockdown, mm-hmm. but because it extended a lot further than that and progressively got a lot worse, um, and he was leaving for the army, so I knew that I had to see somebody because I was going to be living alone and I kind of didn't want to – I wanted to get better. I didn't want this to continue. Mm, no, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, so it was only then, so in March this year, um, that I started seeing a counsellor mm-hmm. um, and she was really great but also setting my own goals and taking responsibility for my own emotional welfare really helped. So, yeah, like if I didn't, I kind of made it a project of mine to get better by the time I moved to Brisbane Yes, um, because I just thought that was a good thing to work towards and to be honest, I don't know how I've done it but I'm like 20 times better than I was. Ah, oh, that's so good to hear. Um, I guess what what made you decide to share your story publicly to your clients? Um, because I would imagine that would have been a very d- difficult decision to make. I mean, you're going through so many new changes. You've you've got the pandemic and lockdown as well. Um, what made you decide to share it? And thank you for doing it, by the way. Thank you. Um, to be honest, I have no idea. There was just something in me that I knew that I had to. Um, I also hadn't really told anybody at all. Like my mum had a suspicion, but apart from that, nobody knew, not even my closest family or friends. So I guess it was kind of my way to tell all of the people in my life too. Um, it was just a lot easier to type it out and post it than throw my phone in a drawer and ignore everyone <laughs> rather than <laughs> telling them in person. Yes. Um, but I also just knew that as part of my like healing process that I needed to accept and embrace and be honest about all parts of me, past, present and future. Mm. Um, so it was just kind of like a way to, I feel like that was a way for me to be my authentic self going forward. Mm-hmm. And if the people in my life closer to me didn't know that, then um, I, it wouldn't really work. So also just sharing my story with other people and getting lots of stories from other people connecting telling me what they're going through and just realising that, you know, we're always struggling when we're together and mm. everyone, you don't know what's going on in other people's lives and half of the time it's the people right next to you that are going through the same thing. 
Yeah, and I think that's why the post was so powerful because obviously your clients know you so well and you see this um, beautifully curated Instagram site and just to have that sort of raw, honest insight laid bare was was really um, quite moving. So I, I think, um, yeah, as tough as it was, I'm, I'm sure it was appreciated by many, especially in lockdown. I think quite a few people have um, been dealing with feelings that they've not had to feel in the past. So, um, yeah, you, you, you were amazing to do it. Um, Thank just, you. Just lastly, what advice would you give to others out there that think they may be dealing with depression or, or, or just not feeling themselves? I think for me, my biggest hurdle was that emotional suppression. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, the better you get at it, which is terrible. Mm. So just kind of always being aware of your feelings and getting to know yourself. Mm. Because once you can identify what you're feeling and how how you're feeling that way and the reason why, um, you can kind of find a solution or just kind of know what you need at that time. Mm. So for me, it was just really getting to know myself and also doing things outside of my comfort zone. Um, and one of the other biggest things, which is definitely hard in lockdown, especially for me living alone this year, but mm. surround yourself with people, even if you don't want to. So don't seclude yourself, even if it's over the phone. Like all that social, all that social interaction really helps, nice. even when you don't realise it. Yeah, that's really great. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with the listeners. I remember when I first asked you to be a part of the new podcast, you said that as much as it terrifies me, I would love to do this as I <laughs> hope it will help others in the process. You're an amazing woman and, and the way you allow yourself to be so vulnerable and honest in the hope to help others um, is a type of bravery that many of us won't understand. But it, it certainly inspired me and I'm, I'm sure many of our listeners would agree. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, one thing I love about you is despite everything you've faced, you've come out the other side and you're ready to take on the world with your new business. Can you tell our listeners exactly <laughs> what you're up to now um, with your next business venture? Yes. So me, I've always got a plan and I'm always thinking 10 years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically because, um, you know, me and Robbie are moving interstate um, we, and we don't know with the army that we could have to be ready to move at any time mm. um so the clothing band was really really emotionally and physically suffocating because it took off a lot of my own personal time and space um so I decided to focus on my new passion which is indoor plant care um so I've started my new brand the plant family mm. and it's a new business which I just launched last week actually um so basically after a year and a half of testing different formulas to make sure they work perfectly because I wanted it to be absolutely on point, <laughs> um, I'm happy it's finally out in the world. So um, it's just a small range of three indoor plant care products because I don't think that it needs to be saturated. I'd rather just have you only need the basics. So we've got an organic growth accelerator, a neem oil, which is a protect and shine spray, and a Bugs Be Gone Nat Syrup, which traps all of those annoying bugs in your house. Okay. So this brand obviously has all of my core values. So it's Australian made, it's cruelty free, it's organic and where possible as sustainable as we can be and looking to improve this as the brand goes on. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this one and it's had a really good first reception. 
Love it. Now, it's confession time for me. I don't own one real plant in my house. They're (laughs) all fake. Um, For the other novice listeners out there, what is one plant tip that you could share with us all? Okay, so... Honestly, once you get these two things done, you'll be fine. So okay. all plant, all plants need are light and water. So once you find the space in your house that gets the proper light for that particular plant and when you should be watering it, if you follow those label instructions, you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> um, but I do post regular tips on my website blog and on the Instagram page for the plant family. Um, it's very beginner fun- friendly, so I aim to turn with the plant family, even the worst plant killers, into plant lovers. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I will take on that challenge for sure. Um, so you, obviously um, those interested in learning more, you, you said that you've got an Instagram account, is that right? Yes. So Instagram account is theplantfamily underscore official um, and then my website is theplantfamilyofficial.com. Fantastic. Christina, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast series. You are absolutely amazing. It means the world to us that you stay connected and we wish you every success for the future ahead. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening and we hope you can join us again soon.